Welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. I didn't have a playbook starting out. I had to learn everything the hard way. The good news is you don't have to. Great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Let's get to work. Okay, so, you know, obviously you had the contact with Bennett. Did you, like, how did y'all, you and Jake's relationship start when, when he was coaching Bennett in his company? No, long before that. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I started at a solar company. I was work, working as a brand new rep in solar. Within my first year, I became the manager of that company. Uh-huh. And then after two years there, they decided to merge. Uh-huh. So that company became Ion Solar. Okay. So Ion Solar, I used to work for the company before that. Mm-hmm. But once they left the San Diego market, um, I got into <clears throat> like the dealership model. Mm-hmm. Started doing that for a little bit. And then I started to go on social media a lot. Started posting a lot of stuff and to build traction. And I got a lot of followers. And then I started training a lot of people just like for free online. And Jake reached out to me uh-huh. and was wondering if I would be a consultant, but actually come over and take over to lead the company. He said, hey, me and Ben Mack, we, yeah. we own the company, yeah. but we'd like you to run the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that time, I had just started my dealership, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. So it was a huge opportunity, a great opportunity to take, you know, but I had to turn them down and tell them, like, I, I, re- I would really like to do this, but I got to see if I can do this. But also, mm-hmm. I want to see what it's like to do it because I know yeah, a lot the of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. I don't want to just hop in and oh, yeah. it's cool. But for me, I wanted to just see what people go through from like those beginning stages, the hard stuff. And so then I can yeah. share from experience. So, but yeah, he was, they, they were bummed out, but um, super cool. That's when we met gotcha. so it was years ago. Yeah. Cool. But All right, guys, we got uh, Earl Capule. Yeah. Make sure I say it right. Uh, Earl and I met at, the Solar Conference, I think is what it was called, in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, the event that Eric Garcia put on. Yep. And I was like immediately impacted by your talk. And you. I had just kind of been introduced in the previous six months before that, you know, in Apex. And just gratitude wasn't like a part of my life, you know. And so you had your talk, and I think it was the first day, and your talk was all about the gratitude mindset. The second day, you talked about sales, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so I was already intrigued, added you on social media. And then the next day you talked about sales and I was like, I got to get this guy to train my team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And anytime I ask anybody to train, I'm like immediately like, Hey, what's your fee? You know what I mean? Like I want to, I don't want to be that guy. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And you, and you were like, no, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for free or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, first of all, like that, that makes me uncomfortable immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not used to people giving like that. So already i had obviously a lot of good vibes from you and then you did that training for us and um you know we you know i showed you yesterday that in our solar chat so one of your things was hey every morning you know what i mean give gratitude you know and great you can give gratitude for the simple things complicated things doesn't matter but you get into that that mindset early in the morning and just you know and i'll let you speak more to it because you're way better at than me (laughs) but getting into that positive mindset and i was like i want my guys doing this so me and wayne and a few other leaders in the company i said every morning let's let's post in the in the morning in our solar chat um what we're grateful for let's be vulnerable you know what i'm saying let's put some good stuff in there 
So we started doing that and everybody else started doing it and <laughs> caught on. And so now, you know, we have about 20 guys or so and about half of them, about half of them every morning will do that, you know, and so it's, it's such a cool thing. And, you know, several times since we started doing that, they come up to me and they say, I, you know, the ones that do it every day, right? That they say it has like changed my morning routine so much. You know, I don't get mad in traffic anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not like angry about going to the gym, you know, and, <laughs> and all that stuff has started happening too. They're all doing things to, to better their life. So you've had a new huge impact on, on my company already. So once uh, I found out you were coming to SolarCon, I was like, I've got to, I got to do a podcast with Earl, you know? Sure. And so I don't think I had started the podcast. No, I hadn't started the podcast yet back no. then. So, but yeah, if you, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, you can keep the, the, I know you came from Hawaii and San Diego and all that. You can keep that stuff uh, uh, shorter because I know we have a lot to get into yeah, yeah. about your gratitude mindset company. So. For sure, yeah. So I, I've been in the solar industry for the last eight years. Mm -hmm. Before that, I had no experience in sales, door-to-door, -door, any of that. I never saw myself as a salesperson. Right. Um, so I kind of got into solar by accident. A friend invited me to be a site surveyor on, to jump on the roof and measure the roof. Oh, okay. Um, That's a great place to start. You get <laughs> yeah. the product knowledge right away. Right. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I did construction before in Hawaii. Okay. And so he was like, yeah, we can throw you on the roof. I was like, That's cool. Mm -hmm. But I, I went on a short trip, a mission trip overseas, came back, and I was taken. And, mm -hmm. then, and then he said, well, we still got, we got sales. We always got sales. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but he convinced me. He was like, hey, just try it out. I think you're going to like it mm -hmm. uh, with your personality. I think you do well. So like, from construction to sales. And so he was already recognizing the... Um, more of the uh, passive personality, I would say. Yeah, the, yeah, this is the laid back traits. He was like, right. you're really calm and stuff like that. I think people would like yeah. that. So um, went to one of the meetings, which was held in someone's apartment. I was like, is this like an MLM or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, immediately um, shady. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're talking about, hey, you get part ownership and stocks. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is kind of one of those. mlm <laughs> But they were like, hey, just knock 500 doors. Go out with one of our guys, mm -hmm. and at the end of 500 doors, track it in a journal, show us proof you did 500 doors, and we'll give you 500 bucks. I'm like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I did that, and what I saw was that it works. You know, mm -hmm. like other people can do it, and I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. That's crazy. A dollar a door. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm in. And I was like, that's a cool recruiting tactic. It's like, yeah. hey, here's an easy 500 bucks. Go follow one of my guys. And then you let me know if you want to learn more, right? Yeah. So as far as our listeners, you just gave them an easy way to get these, you know, commission only guys rolling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's awesome. Because uh, they want to see money. So just show them yeah. that. But yeah, so I, so I got into this company, um, didn't know anything. And, and what happened was I just followed all the guys that knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So all the guys that were showing up to the meetings, providing value, sharing their successes and making sales every week. Uh -huh. And I told them, hey, let me go out with you. Let me see what you're doing. Yeah. And I did absolutely. everything that they did. I never said, oh, that's not my style or uh, I don't like that. I right. just took what was Student working. Student mentality. And then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, from there, I just scaled the hours. Mm -hmm. uh, what I noticed was those guys that had a lot of talent would only put in like 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, you just got to do 20 hours a week and make good money. I'm like, okay, cool. I come from a background of construction and 40 hours a week. So what mm -hmm. if I did 40 hours a week doing this, making this kind of money? Mm -hmm. it, you know, am I going to make even more money? <clears throat> and so what I did, in, I did that for six months. And I started to flatten that learning curve really quickly. Yeah. And then I started outselling the top sales guys. Yeah. So and you put in the reps. 
you had the work ethic caught up with them you know and maybe even they had more talent you know yeah. but it doesn't matter no they didn't. not when you put in the reps yeah they didn't have the hard work they had the talent but the hard work ethic wasn't there because it right. came so easy to them mm-hmm. but for me it was really difficult in the beginning but then as it got easier i was like man i, I already have the work ethic mm-hmm. now i have the skills and then that's it, it, it everything fell into place that's awesome. but they were like what are you doing what are you doing different they pulled me aside the guys that were really doing well I'm like, they didn't want to hear what you were doing different <laughs> <laughs> i said nothing i'm just doing putting in more hours right you're doing 20 i'm doing 40. that's it i'm not partying i'm not taking trips i'm not taking a vacation i'm gonna right. do this full time treat this like the opportunity it is mm-hmm. <laughs> um so and a lot of them were in door-to-door for a long time yeah so you know so they knew the hustle the grind and you know how to hack it kind of just to make enough yeah and know? i think the other thing is they probably wasn't doing a lot of self-development and before coming into door-to-door i was doing a lot of self-development so i had already okay. five years in of self-development because i dabbled with mlms and yeah. like direct marketing kind of things yeah and they're so, they're heavy in that because yeah. the work is is not fun yeah so know? like jim Rohn and stuff like that i had a lot of that before yeah. coming into sales so the rejection and stuff didn't really affect me that much in the beginning yeah um so you're knew, warmed up with it yeah yeah i knew it was a numbers game i just had mm-hmm. to hit the numbers and we'd be fine oh that's awesome but yeah so that's kind of uh how you got started in 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 solar did did the leadership in that group recognize what they had i mean obviously they saw the work ethic in you so did they start pouring into you too yeah so i mean once i hit my one-year mark they mm-hmm. asked me to become uh the manager so was that one of their and so okay now i'm curious so in most opportunity structures, it's performance-based. Mm-hmm. And once you do the performance, then you move up in the company, right? Correct. And uh, like for mine, it's leadership, performance, and now it's time. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really believe in time before. I wanted them to move up as fast as they could perform and as fast as they could lead someone. Um, but now I'm, I'm okay with time. You know, it's funny when you get older, you're okay taking your time. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're younger, in your 20s, you're like, scale, 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 yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so what was their kind of opportunity structure? I think it was all about performance. So mm-hmm. that's why I was able to move up so quickly. Whereas mm-hmm. there were some guys that were there from the beginning of yeah. the company and they're still a rep. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they weren't showing up to all the meetings. Yeah. They took those breaks. They weren't doing 40 hours. They were just doing the minimum, the bare minimum to make it. Mm-hmm. They saw that I was willing to go beyond the minimum. Yeah. And to me, uh, I was excited mm-hmm. because it's kind of like, figuring out a secret code like in a video game like oh man look at this cool hack or whatever yeah like i found a hack for life to where i was like man this is not easy money but this is the biggest roi i've ever gotten in my life for my time and so that was huge for me so i was like i can just work this many hours make this much money and it's worth it to me and it's fulfilling i've always wanted something that i can directly impact the person when Mm -hmm. i was a carpenter i thought i was gonna feel this fulfillment of like oh cool i'm helping people not that they don't with your hands you're building things yeah i'm like this is gonna be awesome but i never got to meet the homeowners that would be living in the home and so for me i wanted to actually meet the people that i'm impacting and see how it impacted their life what can i ask where did that come from and again we're gonna get into all this but you know from our it seems like from an early age you're very in tune with energy you know yeah and so where, where did that come from Honestly, I think, like, at, growing up, I always tell people, when I was growing up, I was kind of like an observer. I felt like I was an observer mm-hmm. of everyone around me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really, like, in it. I was on the outside just watching. Yeah. So I saw so many things, um, like abuse and a lot of negativity, right. to where I think subconsciously 
I was being programmed to want to help people not go through those same things. But I didn't know how or what it was going to look like. I just mm -hmm. knew that internally I wanted to somehow impact and help people. And so in my friends in, in uh, Hawaii, my group, in my group of friends, mm -hmm. I was always the person, hey, let's do a barbecue this weekend. Always yeah. connecting everybody, bringing everybody together, making everybody yeah. laugh. And like, I just always felt like that's what I wanted to do, something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, solar has been the, it's like one of the first things that made me feel like, okay, this is where I need to be. Yeah, and you can create the impact. You look them in the eyes, you know what I mean? And then you get the testimonial a couple of weeks later after they're installed and everything. And yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot more interaction there than yeah. obviously being a carpenter, you know, when the house is built. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was like being able to provide freedom and mm -hmm. better quality of life mm -hmm. for people. So was that it for you, really? Um, you know, besides the development piece, let's just you know put that on the side real quick. In terms of you know how you moved up in the solar game in general, right? Because what I've realized now is it keeps coming back around to Earl. You know what I mean? Like, I keep meeting all these different people in solar, connecting with them and everything, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know Earl, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, part of that is, you know, spreading your influence, right, social media. But I think another part of it is you've actually worked with a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, and so was it just that simple formula, like work ethic times skills equals every all the opportunity that you got after that? Yeah, so, so the crazy thing is like for the first, I'd say, two, three years of my career, nobody knew who I was. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really big on social media. I okay. didn't really know how to use it as a, you know, influencing tool right. until I ran into Gary Vee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like in 2015, 16, I really got into his content and... He was the first one I was connected with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I... I wasn't the Cardone guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really Tony Robbins. I thought that was all hoopla. Right. You know what right. I mean? I thought it was all right. woo stuff. Yeah. But Gary Vee was very like direct, yeah. practical. You know what I mean? But he also hit on you know that gratitude. Right. You know. Right. And stuff like that. So, so like the, the, that's kind of where it got started. But mm -hmm. gratitude and perspective is what he helped me with. And then mm -hmm. with the social media, he was like, "Look, if you just give so much, like just keep giving without mm -hmm. with no expectation." watch what happens and so i started doing that i started just giving out tips on door knocking and hey this just worked for me hey a customer gave me this objection i did this and it worked i started just put posting in all these different groups sales, mm -hmm. sales groups solar groups and then next thing you know people start messaging me like hey Earl, thank you for sharing that hey thank yeah. you for answering my question and mm -hmm. all for free right like I'm, i just want to do it to help people yeah i know it's going to come back yeah and so now we're seeing the results of doing that for years and it's mm -hmm. just all trickling back absolutely yeah. yeah your your presence is known now yeah <laughs> and and i believe in that 100 percent. you know so like in in apex that's what ryan steuman teaches you know but too many i see people within the organization and outside of the organization look for that roi after every post and i'm like yeah you can't do that no. you know and then also like you got to genuinely enjoy it yeah you know yeah. i I didn't at first. Yeah. It, it it was a trained muscle. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. but I, I kept going back to Gary Vee, like yeah. just document. Yep. Just document. Yeah. If you just document, then you will create some amazing content and you'll impact people and it does it does. It happens all the time, at least once a month. And I don't even need that, but it, it's at least once a month somebody reaches out and says, Hey, I've been consuming your content. Yeah. I've been following you and yeah. I appreciate you. 
thank you for putting it out there, something like that. Yeah. And I gotta imagine it happens like five times a week for you, you know? <laughs> it happens but, more uh, lately, but it, yeah. it's, it's the best. Yeah. It feels really good. And, uh, you know, it makes, cause, cause you do like, you know, obviously uh, Apex has a system to it. You know, you follow the system and, um, but it, it, it does, sometimes it feels like work yeah. and you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, but you know, like I should be documenting this. Yeah. I should make a post about this. Yeah. Like there's a lot of value happening right here right. and I need to put it out into the world. Yeah. And it does, it feels like work sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but then other times it's like, it flows, you know? Yeah. But you still have to do it even when it feels like work, right. you know? Yeah. Or else there's, in, and, I, and I love this quote, and I don't remember it, where it came from, but, you know, basically they're saying, be, you know, who is not benefiting from your story because you're not sharing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when yep. you reframe it that way, it's like, I have to post. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's my yeah. duty to post, right. you know? And then, and then I get to post, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I was sharing that yesterday as I was walking out of the conference mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, I was sharing that mm-hmm. I'm super grateful for this event because I've been able to connect with so many people that um, have been impacted by my content that I didn't know was being impacted. They, yeah. ne- they never liked my stuff. They never commented. So I don't know who they are, but, but they, they come up to me and say, hey, I've conference. been watching. I've been listening. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for watching, yeah. you know? And so I was just sharing, like, if you, we all have a message. We all can help someone else. We all have things and tips and just things that have been helping us throughout our life. That's mm-hmm. what you share. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you're going through right now, whatever's helping you, even whatever you're going through right now to share that, that mm-hmm. that's helpful for other people to see that, oh, he's going through that too. Yeah. Man, you know, just be yourself. Um, but I know people, it's, it's hard because of thinking, oh, are they going to like it or they're not going to like it? And yeah. You got to get over that with, with Gary Vee. He's like, hey. Who cares? If they yeah. don't like it, that's not who it's for, right? Yeah. You're putting it out for something. They don't have to watch. Yeah, stop watching. <laughs> right, right. Um, but also, I, I always tell a lot of people is quantity will create the quality, mm-hmm. right? So like the more posts you put, if you post it three times a day for seven days, that's 21 posts. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people are doing one a day. Yeah. If that. And so it's like you got 21 versus seven. Mm-hmm. Now you look at those 21 posts, which ones do people like the most? Because you really want to give them value so you look yeah. at the ones that they like the most and do more of that right like it's that simple um and that's how you'll find out what your gift is what your passion is mm-hmm. that's how i find out is that they told me I, I didn't know what it was until people were started telling me like i like like in those posts mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. like these posts i like mm-hmm. when you share about your story mm-hmm. or door knocking or whatever it is yeah yeah so this this whole time you know since i've been starting this um you know, influencer journey or uh, social media journey. Basically, we call it building your machine in Apex. Um, I've always thought, well, you know, everybody always shares this woo woo stuff. I'm going to be tactician. I'm going to be tactical. Like this is how you build a sales team. You know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, you know, my followers do get a lot of value from that. But what I notice is that the stuff that blows up is my personal life stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, I'm very open about that. Um, after everything that happened with my divorce, like I was like, I'm not going to be this guy that puts that behind the curtain and then, you know, pretends like everything's cool. Right. You know? Yeah. And so like today for instance, or yesterday, for instance, my post in the morning was about, I just had a bad day Thursday. You know, it was a rough day for me or was it? Yeah. We're, yeah, it was Thursday. Um, and I just put, you know, I put it out there and, uh, so many people messaged me and, you know, 
they know I don't need the encouragement. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know I'm motivated, yeah. but they, they put in the comments, you yeah. know, uh, keep going, you got yeah. this, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so many people message me like, hey, thanks for Sharing posting that. that. Yeah. Because it was real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there wasn't like, oh, well, all this stuff is bad, but all this stuff is good, so life is good. You right. know what I mean? Right. No, right. it's sometimes like you can't just turn that off. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the next morning I was like, man, I, gotta, I know I'm going to run into Earl today and he's going to feel my vibes. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't reframe it and I didn't start the day out right, you know? And, uh, and so, um, but you know what's crazy? And I didn't even think we were going to get into all this, but heck, why not? Um, you know, I have, I, have a, I have a friend, Dave Carroll, you know what I mean? And now I'm going to have to like chop this out and send it to him, but... <laughs> I have, a, I have a friend, uh, Dave Carroll. I met him in Apex Executives. And since I have met him, and I talked to you about this uh, earlier today, I think, or yesterday, I've been feeling people's energy a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. and right, pretty much like in the first 30 seconds, I can tell whether I vibe with them or not. Yeah. And me and Dave Carroll are like, you know, high, like we, high we match each other energy or whatever. Yeah. And um, as soon as I saw him, it was like maybe like three or four o'clock. All of a sudden, I was just out of that funk. Yeah, he he brought me right out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean. But that he's also like a high energy individual. You you won't forget him if you meet him. Yeah. So appreciate it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, energy yeah. is powerful. Mm -hmm. Your energy, everyone else's energy. Mm -hmm. um, knowing how to read it too. Yeah. Is is key. Yeah, I I don't think I know how to read it yet. Yeah. I think it's just it's like it's been like a more of a natural thing because I've been paying attention more. Yeah. Um. And yeah, because I do post five things I'm grateful for, or not post, but uh, log five things I'm grateful for every morning, right. it puts me in a different state, yeah. you know? Right. And so let's talk about that a little bit, yeah. you know, the, the conversation naturally led there. <laughs> um, so kind of walk us through your, I don't want to call it a system, but more philosophy mm -hmm. on mindset. Yeah. So my philosophy and mindset, I mean, it's been developing over the years, mm -hmm. but really in 2019, I started honing in on this philosophy and what I live by, mm -hmm. principles, and it all came down to gratitude, but really it was four things. Um, I've come to find that mindset, all mindset is, is a set of beliefs and values that you currently have that affect your thoughts, emotions, actions and results mm -hmm. so if, when you look at your results look at your emotions your actions and your thoughts mm -hmm. that that is your mindset your mindset is doing all those four things if you don't like your thoughts emotions results and actions then there's some beliefs you need to change right and so um, i help people become aware of the limiting beliefs they may be holding on to mm -hmm. uh, let it go reframe it and then uh, replace it with an unlimited belief. Mm -hmm. And so I believe when you can have higher level or unlimited beliefs, then you're going to get unlimited results. Um, and so I have this four pillars for me when it comes to mindset. Um, it's gratitude, of mm -hmm. course, right? Introspection, and that's more so about knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that's meditation. When you break down the word meditate, it means to become familiar with yourself. So introspection, um, visualize, I think is key. Mm -hmm. You'll find the most successful people ever have always visualized what they accomplished before they accomplished it, mm -hmm. you know, a long time before they accomplished it. And they believe that it was already done. It's, it's, it's a big deal. It unlocks 
or it, it, it gets stored in the subconscious, yeah. and then all the decisions you make from there on out right. are towards it's that goal. based on that. You yeah. start attracting all these opportunities and these people into your life based on what's there, what's put there. And then, so visualization and then exercise. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm always, I'm all about exercising your mind and your body and your spirit. Mm -hmm. um, if you can do those two things in the morning, then your mindset is, you're good for the day. Mm -hmm. And then I give people tools that if anything knocks you off throughout your day, there's some tools you can help to recalibrate and realign with mm -hmm. your mindset more. Um, but those are like the key things that I focus on with everybody. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very analytical, skeptical person, sure. right? Sure. And so it's taken me 15 years to get here to where I actually like invest in, in mindset yeah. and development. Yeah. Um, there's just, you know, in my 20s, I was so vulnerable yeah. to opportunity because I, I was a natural born entrepreneur. You know, I had all these little hustles and stuff like that. Yeah. Got fired for most of my jobs, you know what I mean? So if there was an opportunity, I jumped on it and I definitely like went all in on it, you know? And so it was a lot of like MLM stuff early on, call centers and just things that didn't give me any fulfillment. And I felt like I was constantly like, I, I constantly had to, in order to be successful, I had to annoy people, <laughs> you know, basically, you yeah, know, yeah, and it's yeah. funny because I have a door to door company, <laughs> you know, it's like that annoys people a little bit. Um, so when you talk about uh, visualizing, mm -hmm. it's the first time I heard about visualization. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, and it was just this buzzword. It was all over social media. You got to visualize it, and then you can achieve it. You know, and I'm like, it's not that simple. That's like saying you pray for it and you get it. Yeah. But faith without work is dead, right? right? right. And so I knew there was another piece to that. Right. And then it would make more sense. And the other piece is the subconscious, right? So if you meditate on it and you focus on it every morning but there's two forms of meditation right this is my ADD going off you notice no, I'm going in all these directions there's two forms of meditation right there's one where you just be right and then there's another one where you are visualizing your future and you're trying to store that into your subconscious so you can unlock the power of the brain which is to subconsciously help you make decisions that work towards that future right instead of letting the distractions make the decisions for you so once I like read about that and realized that, and I think you shed some light on it during our training for our sales reps as well, um, then I started practicing it a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, meditation is definitely one of the pieces that I don't practice daily and I need to get into it, you know? Um, so that's some work I've got to do. But uh, so I guess now that I've gotten us off track, <laughs> let me get us back on track. So... Let's just talk about at like a salesperson level, yeah. you know, because a lot of people listen to this to learn how to build great sales teams. So what are, you know, some practices that business owners or sales managers or sales leaders can put into place to elevate their reps or their sales team's mindsets? For sure. So I'm huge on daily gratitude. Mm -hmm. uh, so I tell a lot of my reps every day we're posting in the group chat and every time we have a meeting we're starting it with gratitude mm -hmm. so we start everything with gratitude and and really the, what what's behind that is you elevate your state of being mm -hmm. or your frequency so every time you say thank you for something you automatically start to feel a little better mm -hmm. and so i get my team to understand that as simple as this may sound this is going to be one of the most powerful simple things that you can do mm -hmm. 
And so I get him into that. And then it goes back to the four things again, but yeah, visualization specifically. So I get my reps to understand like, what are you doing this for? And what's the reason behind it? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask them, if you had all the time in the world, all the money in the world, mm-hmm. what, what would your life look like? What are you going to be doing with your life? Mm-hmm. Right? And most of them, a lot of times, nine out of 10 times, people say, travel, help people, you know, help my family. And it's, it's a very like conditioned answer to me. Yeah, it, it, it's been conditioned by yeah, society. Like, yeah. yeah, no, specifically, what does your day look like? When you mm-hmm. wake up, what are you going to do? What kind of car do you have? What kind of house do you live in? You know, what are you doing for a living? Are you still selling solar? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Um, and then when I can get them to really start to explain that, but most people don't know what that is. Right. But when I can get them to... It takes time to put that together too. Yeah. You got to do it with intention. A lot of them, they don't know because they've never taken the time to, to even try to visualize something that they've never had before. That's mm-hmm. amazing, right? So one of my reps, he, he started to think about it. I told him, come back tomorrow. I'll ask you again. Yeah. And this time he came back and said... I love playing basketball. Um, I would lo- I'd love to have a gym and bring kids in and coach them. They're from the community and train mm-hmm. them, you know, keep them mm-hmm. on the streets and just teach them basketball and coach them about mindset and being positive and gratitude and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. Well, so what do we need to do to get that? Right? Mm-hmm. How much does the gym cost? What does that look like? Right? Yeah. Then we, other um, goals will be around that. Mm-hmm. Now they have something to work towards. And I feel like the more specific you can get, to where they're now thinking about something that gives them really good feelings every day, not yeah. some general feeling, mm-hmm. then they, the results come. <clears throat> and there's something I want to point out about that. That gym doesn't benefit you in any way. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? Right. Other than like we've been talking about, right. like you know that you were a part of creating that, right. you know. But to a, a business owner that's by the numbers, that, that doesn't benefit, there's no ROI on that. And then not only is there no ROI, it doesn't fit into your business model. So now you're probably going to have a high-producing rep leave the company, Yeah. right? Right. And so what I try to get my clients to realize, my consulting clients, is that it's not about that, okay? Because there is an ROI on it. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Um, So I tell my reps all the time that your income will follow your impact. A lot of them are wanting to make a lot of money, come into the industry, make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But then when I ask them why, they can't give me an answer. And so... I just help them reframe it mm-hmm. uh, by showing them that it's all about the impact. So if you help one homeowner, you're going to feel good. Yeah. You help 10, you help 15, you help 20. When you get to like 15 homeowners, you feel so good that now you want to impact even more. And mm-hmm. that's where income grows. Because if you're working at a grocery store and you hate your job, you're not making a huge impact, your income stays the same. Mm-hmm. But let's say there's been people that work in places like that, they get promoted fast simply because they come to work happy. They know they're helping in a specific way and they, yeah. they make people smile at their job and they're mm-hmm. promoted. But so it's the same thing with solar or anything you do. Yeah. Start your impact small. Your income will start small. But as mm-hmm. your impact grows, your income grows. Mm-hmm. And so I always talk about that. It's like, how do you want to impact people? And as your impact grows, I think of it as a muscle. So at first, Absolutely. your impact muscles are small. Weak. So that asks <laughs> you, yeah, that asks you what kind of impact you want to make in the world or what's your why. You're not going to have an answer because you haven't really done a lot of impact yet. Mm-hmm. But go on the doors, go sell some solar, impact some homeowners, then we'll come back and we'll talk about that again. Mm-hmm. And as you sell more solar and help more homeowners, that answer is going to become more and more clear. Just mm-hmm. as it did for me. Because in the beginning, I was stoked to help a homeowner save money. Yeah. And 
then I got to a certain number and then I was like, how can I do more? How can I impact more? Right. I started to realize I can only help so many homeowners at the doors mm -hmm. um, by myself. But if I can train solar reps to sell more every month, yeah. now I'm helping that much more homeowners. Okay. You know, in that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious because I always thought you were a lone wolf, you know what I mean, in solar. And, uh, and then maybe it's because of your videos, you know, I don't ever see anybody around. So do you have your own solar team right now? Um, so recently, about a year ago, I was working with a solar company. Okay. I was helping manage their company. Okay. They ended up selling their company. Yeah. Uh, Benefit Brands. So I was yeah. training their team. That was the biggest team I've ever trained, you know, in-home. Uh-huh. And, and then, obviously you killed it. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I have my own dealership, but it's just me and a few other guys. Okay. Uh, my goal is not to make the team too big. Right. You can have a core group of like 10 or 15 mm -hmm. and then just make them solar energy experts. Yeah. I don't want to have a team of mixed, mixed up people. Just everybody's all in on it. Right. Uh, and just manage that small team. And so let me ask you, and this is me being selfish right now, taking up the podcast time, but so are you going to have them structured to knock the door and close the customer? So, or do the presentation with the customer? Um, if they have no experience, they're starting off as setters. Okay, so you are going to do like more of a setter closer. Start as setters as you train, go through mm -hmm. the trainings, close this, uh, have so many deals actually go through, mm -hmm. then you've earned the right to learn how to close, mm -hmm. come into appointments, and then become a closer. Okay. If that's what you want. Yeah. Um, but that's how I want to work, walk them through it. Because mm -hmm. um, I started as a setter. Yeah. Um, and then eventually became a closer. Yeah. And so the that's the setter closer model. Now, are you going to have the closers do 100% of the closing? Or are you going to um, have them also set? Set their own. Yeah, it'll yeah. be self-gen closers. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we'll have separate teams. Yeah. Uh, we may have some setters that stay as setters. Mm -hmm. um, and then give it to those self-gen guys, whoever's performing. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy that... Well, it's not crazy. If you set it up that way, like Hess set it up, you know what I mean? Uh, it becomes, you know... Your, your specialty is either setting or closing, yeah. but you can make just as much money setting yes. if you if you structure it that way. It, yeah. And that's kind of how we've done it. Ever since I did that, that podcast with Hess, I kind of like raised up my setters a little bit, you know, and, it, yeah. and the closures still make more, right. but they have less opportunity to, to make it, you know what I'm saying? Because a setter can go in and like set three appointments in a day, you know, right. a closer is only gonna be able to close so many in one day. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's that, that's really cool and, and I feel like because of your other business you know what I mean that keeps you sharp you know what I'm saying it kind of keeps you sharp in that aspect so tell me about that right um, there's and he keeps coming up he's kind of like your your um, I guess your um, what is it called not perfect story but uh, the the guy that was there at SolarCon that you're coaching I don't I don't I don't know his name um, was it Phil I'm not sure. He's got the curly hair. He's, he looks like he's 16. Oh, yeah. Super Phil. young. Phil. He's Phil. out of Dallas, I think. Yeah, I love that guy, Phil. Yeah. He's only, he just barely turned 21. Okay. Um, and I was coaching their company. And okay. he, he was brand new when, when I first started coaching that company. Okay. And yeah, he, he asked questions all the time and mm -hmm. taking notes on every call we were on. He was taking yeah. notes, started applying things and always letting me know, hey, man, it's working. Mm -hmm. What about this? And like, just always hungry for the knowledge. Yeah. And so yeah, he his life has changed, and yeah, I'm grateful for him. That's awesome. <laughs> and at that age too. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. 
Um, but the, so when we met at, at the event, mm -hmm. um, he was there. Mm -hmm. and we had a short talk and he was talking to me about how it feels like he should be further along. I told him, everybody your age, all the young people, yeah. they think they should be so far ahead in life. I'm like, you are ahead already. You know, by being this age in this industry, learning from the people you're learning mm -hmm. from, oh man. Well, and you're, you're developing in here, yeah. you know, First, yeah. which I didn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It took me until I was 30 something. Right. So you're a decade ahead of most of us, you know what I mean? And so that's that's amazing. So once you shifted that, he's like, oh, man, that makes so much sense. Thank mm -hmm. you for telling me that. I feel better now. Mm -hmm. like, a lot of it is perspective. How many uh, clients do you coach like that? Um, so that was actually my first uh, client. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had any clients since, mm -hmm. but right now I'm developing my program. Yeah. So a lot of people have been calling to come on, but I haven't taken anybody on yet. Yeah. I don't want to wait till the program is complete. Yeah, um, you know, I, I did something similar with consulting. You know, fortunately, it was all in my head, and I was immediately able to slap it down on paper. It's it's not as com or not as uh, sensitive and complicated as you know um, the gratitude mindset that you're putting together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you're you're coaching the other side of coaching solar guys is just the product knowledge, and sales ability, and stuff right. like that. So that part's probably easy for you to like slap on paper real quick. You know. And so um, I was able to put that together and I put it together in the form of Kodak, right? And uh, the first letter is uh, compensation, you know, and then you got opportunity, development, operation, and then culture. So it's, it's basically an audit for an existing sales team, but it's also um, a layout for a new sales program mm -hmm. to make sure you're hitting all those points mm -hmm. properly. And I, and I have like documents for each you know, it's so like compensation. Obviously, I have a comp plan, yeah. you know, one sheet right. and it doesn't matter what business you're in. I can put it on one sheet and then show show that entry level sales rep or that seasoned sales rep how they make a hundred grand. And I, and I put it all together on the comp plan. Any incentives and bonuses and stuff like that go on there. And then, uh, you know, so typically lay out that program. So let's kind of get into that. You know, when it comes to your team that you have, um, Compensation wise, and I always ask this question do you pay the most? No. Okay. No. And why not? Um, so wouldn't, wouldn't you recruit more people? Yeah. I mean, everybody's looking for the lowest red line uh -huh. and to make the most money. Yeah. <clears throat> and I always tell people when they come to ask me with that question, I'd always tell them, well, for that red line, what are you getting? Mm -hmm. What are they giving? What are they providing? Right? I'm here. Because I'm going to provide you what no one else is providing. Yeah. Go to any of those companies that have that lower red line or mm -hmm. that bigger margin. I, I can almost guarantee you they're not going to provide what I'm providing. Yeah. Right? Because they don't have the profit for it. They don't have the margin for that. Right. So we're going to provide you things that is going to help you to learn everything you need to learn. Mm -hmm. But also to just focus on learning and getting out there and selling. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do this creating designs and all the other stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, and, and people people understand that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you want to go that way, go try it. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't work out, come try us. Gotcha. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I always know the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I want to point that out because I, you know, the first thing my clients often talk about is, oh, you know, this roofing contractor is paying more than us and that's why we're not successful. You know what I mean? Or, or this, uh, you know, marketing company, uh, you know, is, is, is hiring over in the Philippines. So their cost of labor is way lower, you know, and they're able to pay more or they're able to uh, be the cheapest, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's not what it's about, right. you know? Right. 
And so it's about this Kodak, you know, and if you're hitting every point, if you're paying, if you're comp somewhat competitive right. and you're fair, right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then there's the second piece, which is opportunity. If you, if you come in and the highest they can go is closer, you know what I mean? And they don't have an opportunity to lead men and women, right. you know, some people, probably about 50% of your people, it's not going to be enough for them. They're going to want to lead eventually, oh, yeah. you know, and you're going to want to let them step into that because guess yeah. what? When they lead, then you multiply, you know? Right. And so, um, in terms of opportunity, how's your, how's your opportunity structure for your, your, uh, team? Yeah. Um, I believe everyone that comes in, when I talk to people, I, I tell them we're looking for leaders like mm -hmm. right out the gate, yeah. you know, Do knocking on doors is just where you start. Yeah. Um, but there's stages. So mm -hmm. doors, then closer, mm -hmm. and then mentoring someone else. Yeah. Once you've mentored a few people, then you can become like a manager, mm -hmm. you know, and run your own office. And then at some point, you know, just become the, the leader of the company. Mm -hmm. But that's how I see it. Yeah. I believe everybody's a leader. Yeah. Um, it's just if they want to become one or not. Well, uh, oftentimes we don't come become leaders until we step into our, our purpose, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And so I believe that 100%. So what i imagine a lot of people that want to come work for you they they don't care about the money because they know they're getting something else yeah. which is you yeah you know what i mean and that's the power that you know building your authority and you know whether it's gratitude mindset space or the solar space has done and so it's not about the money at that point it's about the development right. which is the third piece of kodak yeah. and um in terms of that how do you guys develop your reps? Is there tools you use? You know, obviously you have your systems and everything in terms of sales and mm -hmm. overcoming objections and all that type of mm -hmm. stuff. But do you kind of bring in tools as well? So um, when we were at, when I was at Switch to Solar, they mm -hmm. had tons of systems. That's mm -hmm. what I loved about them. So yeah. I ran Lux before COVID. And uh -huh. I didn't have systems. Then COVID hit, so I put that on pause. Went to work with Brennan. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Brent and Bennett. Yeah. And what I noticed was those systems were like key. So now coming back around round two with Lux, mm -hmm. I'm seeing that I just need all these systems. Once I have all these systems, then I can spend all my time and energy into the reps and not have to go back and forth. Into mentorship. Yeah. yeah. So when you're starting your own business or dealership, you're going to wear all the hats at first. Yeah. But as soon as possible, you need to start passing those hats on. Mm -hmm. You need to bring people on. Don't worry about being profitable. Just bring people on to help. Yeah. Um, I always tell people either you need to automate, delegate, or eliminate, mm -hmm. right? So look at areas. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I, I'm not sure where I got it. If I ever okay, heard okay. It. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. You yeah. To keep checking your inventory and be like, what mm -hmm. can I automate? What can I delegate? And what can I eliminate? Mm -hmm. And so we're going to automate the training and a lot of systems and follow-ups and things right. to where I can spend most of my energy on what is really necessary for me to do for my reps. Mm-hmm. Because I can't spread my energy out and, and give them the best of me. Um, but yeah, that so we're going to set, set up a training program where when these brand new people come in, there's a 60-day training course. You're going to go through these 60 nice. days. It's like a probation. Mm -hmm. You finish all the courses as on time. You're hitting the minimum numbers in those 60 days. Mm -hmm. Then we'll take you serious, bring you on, and mentor you. If not, then we need to have a serious talk. Yeah. To see if you actually want to do this or not. Yeah, it's like a probationary period as if you were a W-2 employee, right. you know. Um, and I really want to double down on that because I feel like a lot of my success from my AT&T campaigns came from just putting our stuff on paper, yeah. taking what's in here 
and putting it on paper and training people on it because you know video wasn't as easy as it is now you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um but it, it was because they had something physical to take home and study you know yeah. and um so they learned really fast and it was an easy sell cable you know what i mean internet uh cell phones those are all easy sales and what i noticed about other companies is they paid more but they didn't have any of those systems in place right. they didn't have an opportunity structure in place yeah. they didn't have development for the reps in place you know right. And so um, the next piece of that is operations, right? Which I know because you have obviously been influenced by other companies, but also just, you know, a year ago came from what Bennett and Brent were doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got to imagine that you're either using them for that stuff or you already have the systems in place and they're just executing at that level. So Yeah, we're looking to set up everything that they had set up, right? Mm -hmm. So almost immediately I got a virtual assistant. Uh -huh. some help and yeah. that made a huge difference just by hiring one person they absolutely had like a team of virtual assistants yeah which made everything almost flawless uh -huh. where they were able to sell it you know yeah so i started with one eventually we're gonna have a big team of them yeah and they're gonna handle all the backend stuff yeah absolutely and just you know i forget that not everybody is in our space you know what i'm saying so we're talking about uh bennett maxwell yeah and uh, he sold, what was the, the name Switch of Switch to Solar. Yeah, Switch to Solar. Yeah. Uh, he recently sold out a year ago, and then he uh, started uh, Dirty Dough. Uh -huh. And they're franchising right now. Yeah. And so Ben and Maxwell, Dirty Dough, check him out. Uh, dude's a genius, you know what I mean? And he, hi he hires really well. <laughs> He's hired some amazing people for that franchise. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Brent Attaway. Uh, I went through his presentation today and I bought it before he even finished. You know what I mean? I was just like, I've got probably, I know at least a hundred grand invested into age leads that, I mean, and I didn't buy age leads, they're age now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we didn't convert. Right. And so he, his, he's got a, a what is it? Follow up. Fortunes. Follow up fortunes yeah. com. And uh, that's the systems and, you know, the people that we're talking about that developed the company that they were able to sell through operations, automations, and systems, you know, yeah. which I didn't know you could sell a sales company. You know what I mean? I didn't know either. Yeah. yeah and and you were a part of that, right. which is amazing, yeah. you know, because you were, you were doing the coaching side of it, uh, the management side of it. Yeah. Um, and so anyways... Uh, getting getting back to the the operations, that's how you're putting those in place by utilizing some of the things you learn with those guys, and then you know, the biggest impact. The if you only develop this, then you will still have a somewhat successful company. And that's culture, you know. And uh, I gotta imagine, you know, the gratitude mindset has a huge influence on your culture. But what what other things do you do to, to develop culture? I mean. I like to treat it more like a family. You know, mm -hmm. I, I get to know my people mm -hmm. on a personal basis because what I've found in all my eight years is when people aren't performing, mm -hmm. something is going on that they're not talking about. Okay. And I need to know what that is. Yeah. And I let them know, like, hey, if you're not comfortable sharing it, no worries. That's I know people, a lot of people say business and you know personal keep it apart. Uh -huh. But what I found is if you can, what's happening in your personal life is affecting your business life, right? Mm -hmm. And I've had tons of success with people that once they opened up about that and they shared it with me, mm -hmm. they were able to make some tweaks and help them yeah. out with that. And it's, it's a different world we're living in, you know, from 10 years ago. Yeah. And 
I was, I was one of those that like, oh, business separate, personal separate, you know, and now my business is all over social media, you know what I mean? And it's not like deep details or anything, but it's like, hey, I went through this. This is what I learned. And, you know, if you can benefit from it, great, you know, putting that out there. But um, yeah, that absolutely needs to be part of the culture. You know, one of my favorite things was, so a few exercises, you know, that I feel like I can uh, contribute here because uh, I learned this from from Th- Thomas Keenan, oh. and he's the CEO of uh, Apex. And uh, what he talks about is your perfect days. So I have two notes in my phone that I go back to anytime I feel like I'm getting off track. And uh, this is kind of like, you know, you talked about visualization earlier. Um, so what you do basically is you map out your perfect day, you know, mm-hmm. where you know you're in your purpose all day. And so he, he has you do a personal one, you know, one with your family and then a business one, what that looks like. And, um, you know, we don't have time to go through one of those because it, it needs to be very detailed. Sure. You know, it needs to be, you know, I wake up at this time. Sure. This is the next thing I do. You know what I mean? I pray, I meditate, I give gratitude. You know, I brush my teeth. I mean, I, and then like the description of the toothpaste, yeah. you know, it's getting yeah. super intentional about your perfect day. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm all, I love hearing his, you know, because it inspires me so much. And then I go back to mine and I tweak mine and I move things around. Yeah. And uh, if, if your reps or anybody's reps listening do something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just become incredibly attention, intentional. And it's not just intentional about your purpose. It's intentional about, you know, what shoes you want to wear, how you want to live, you know what I mean? Where you want to live, like what city is it? You know, are you traveling that day? How are you traveling? Is it in a private jet? Right. Is it, is it, is it um, on a bicycle? You know what I mean? Like, and so um, all of a sudden there's all these details to your life that haven't been made yet that you start visualizing and looking on every day and then making decisions to make happen. Right. you know yeah. and it's such a cool exercise yeah. you know and it's done a lot for me because i actually shared that with my reps yeah. and uh one of my closers her name is darianne shout out to darianne my number one closer mm-hmm. and uh I, that's that's why i attended the women's uh uh panel, panel today yeah. because i was like how i need more insight on how to um like connect with my uh, female closers yeah. and but anyways she shared her perfect day personally and it was just such a cool cool experience because she was talking about her daughter walking down the steps in her private school uniform you know what i mean and these weren't just regular steps they were marble steps you know what i mean and she talked about her and her daughter looking in the mirror at themselves you know what i mean and what they were wearing and you know she's got these kind of heels on and this kind of dress and she's you know she's decked out you know what i mean and she's gonna take her daughter to school or whatever and it was just cool to hear that and you know once she put that in her mind you know what i mean and then and then since then she's closed like oh man like a a hundred probably like 110 watts of solar um, or kilowatts of solar. Wow. So, uh, and that was just like a couple months ago. So she's been doing really well. Yeah. Um, um, so that's, that's yeah. one of the exercises. What were you going to yeah. say? Oh no, I was going to say, it reminds me of th- something that I teach everybody mm-hmm. is so a huge topic lately. Like if you ask me which types of posts uh, gets a lot of likes or a lot uh-huh. of like, uh-huh. if you go to my TikTok channel, okay. um, you're going to notice the, Videos with the most views and interaction 
are the ones that's talking about the law of attraction, the law of vibration, and manifestation. Mm -hmm. Because for a long time, they have been very woo things mm -hmm. that are like, no, oh, that's just whatever. Um, and that's how I thought about it. But I got into the science of all of these type of things and how they actually work. You mentioned the visualization mm -hmm. and then the results just happening. Right. She took action and she did things. Right. But what happened before that? Right. She, she had to see something in her mind. And, be and believe it could happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, a, it's a simple equation. I always tell people manifestation, when things manifest into reality, it, was, it all started in the mind. Yeah. Right? This, this can, this microphone, everything started in someone's mind. Mm -hmm. But it's just two things. Clear intention and elevated emotion mm -hmm. equals manifestation. If you're missing any one of those or both, nothing will manifest into your life. What, or actually what will manifest is what is currently in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like most people are living on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Every day of their life, they're a, they are a thermometer instead yeah. of a thermostat. And so you're telling people, hey, intentionally visualize your dream day is now becoming a thermostat. Mm -hmm. Now you're setting the temperature of how you want your body and your mind to feel every day. And from that place of a higher frequency, you now go out and operate and you do things as that person mm -hmm. with your daughter at the private school. Like that's how I operate on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's, 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 that's powerful. Yeah. I, uh, I had the opportunity to do career day at uh, my kid's school so um it was it was, it was crazy because i had to do my deal five times you know so i told them you know who i was and what i did what a business owner was and what they actually do every day you know and then uh the way that i ended was talking about exactly that that you can you can architect your life mm -hmm. and and people don't realize that but once they do it it unlocks something and then they realize all I have to do is live intentionally, or all I have to do is like map it out first, first yeah. live intentionally. And so what's the formula? Say the formula one more time. Uh, so clear intention uh -huh. plus elevated emotion mm -hmm. equals manifestation. Absolutely. So a lot of people either have a clear intention, but they doubt it. So they have low uh, emotions on about mm -hmm. that. Or they're super excited, but they don't know what about. They're yeah, absolutely. happy and grateful, but then there's no vision, right? So mm -hmm. combine those two. I mean, about anything. And mm -hmm. I was telling somebody earlier the other day, is like, if you never really practice law of attraction or manifestation, mm -hmm. start with something small. Yeah. Right? Don't go too big, a million dollars. Right, small. yeah. Hey, I'd like to have a good conversation while I'm on the doors today. Like, mm -hmm. visualize, I'm going to go out, knock doors, talk to some people. We're gonna have, I'm going to have some good conversations and just help people. It, you know, I didn't knock doors for long because I, I was trying to build, build, build. But um, when I did, it never failed. I always found someone with some really good energy, and you end up talking. They already had an at and you know what I mean? Yeah. But they were just filling your cup, you yeah. were filling theirs. Yeah. And so um, that's something you can look forward to every day when you're on the doors. Yeah. So I just kind of want to summarize some of the practical things that our listeners can use, you know, like right now. You know, and obviously, I think the first one that we really talked about was the daily gratitude, yeah, right? Um, so that's one of them, um, vis visualizing what you want, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then intentionally going after it and then, uh, you know, not doubting it. Like you just said, you know, using that, that formula to put it together, um, having your people go through their perfect day. Those are some of the things. Was there anything that you want to double down on? No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is the biggest one, you know? Yeah. And... And, I, and the way I explain it to people is, number one, gratitude is going to fill your cup. 
Right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as you wake up, you fill up your cup. Yeah. You're going out to your day, you want to pour your cup out. Mm-hmm. But once you fill the cup up, you're visualizing so you know how to pour it out, where mm-hmm. you're going to pour it out. You're meditating to make sure your thoughts aren't all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then exercise, move your body. Uh, there's science behind it. When you're moving your body, you, you contain more information and knowledge and everything. So mm-hmm. especially right after you visualize something, you want to get it into the subconscious. Okay. Get some movement, you know. Absolutely. But I feel like keep it simple. So let's, uh, let's exercise some intention right now. So you said that you were going to take your gratitude mindset philosophies and kind of create a structure for it so that um, you can do what with it? You can uh, coach based on that and you have a structure behind it? Yeah. Is that is that kind of where you're headed or are you going to do a course? Yeah. Are you, okay, so you're so going to do it. It's going to be a course that is training people to have deep, to put these processes or these philosophies into their life. Mm-hmm. Because what I've noticed in our industry and just in every industry is mindset is inconsistent for most people mm-hmm. like they get motivated they're not motivated mm-hmm. yeah you come home from a conference you'll meditate one day two days maybe and then right. it's back to normal life yeah so there's no systems in place in their lives and i mm-hmm. want to help people systemize just feeling good mm-hmm. and being happy i think the number one thing for me is teaching people how to become unconditionally happy and grateful uh-huh. no matter what's happening in your life you always have something to be grateful for yeah you know, um, so that's the goal is to get that into every company in the solar industry and, and eventually to every other industry. And, yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know. it's all the same. You know I mean? We all have sales teams. Yeah. A lot of the other industries, home services especially, have sales teams that need this, you know? And so when are you going to get it to them by? Um, so my goal is to have it complete and ready by the end of May. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's and, next uh, month. Right. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So okay. some videos and everything, so we're getting closer. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And so, um, where do people go if they want to watch you wrap up this journey and then eventually utilize it? Yeah, so on Instagram, mm-hmm. you can follow me, Earl Kapule. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook as well, TikTok, all under my name. Mm-hmm. But then the Gratitude Mindset is also on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook. Oh, and this, this dude's got some cool swag too. So that was one of the first things I did is bought one of your t-shirts. I was like, that's a cool freaking shirt. I want one of those. So I bought one of your t-shirts and then... Uh, I went back later on, and I want to say I got a hat and a sweater, yeah. um, but I, I think I went too small in the sweater. And then, now my daughter wears it, though. I love it. Yeah, she loves my hoodies, you know what I mean? So I have a few pictures of her in the in the gratitude hoodie, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so you got some really cool swag. So did you, did you get the website for so that? So that's at thegratitudemindset.com. Okay. Um, yeah, so go get a t-shirt right now. We, we love our black shirts. He's got the black shirt with the gratitude across. Yep. It, it's, it's so cool. One of my favorite pictures, and it was the first uh, private jet trip that I took with Ryan Stuman. Yeah. And uh, I have this picture on there, and I have just this big-ass smile on my face. And then there's my gratitude shirt yeah. right across it. <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's still, to this day, one of my favorite pictures. But uh, no, I... Appreciate everything you did for our company. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast here. Man, and now I want to like do yours on Tuesday. I don't know. It's going to be a fight between you and Bennett. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, and so I made these specific for uh-huh. solar cons. So oh, you did? On the back, it says gratitude is a magnet. Okay. And then the other one I wore on the first day, it said what you appreciate appreciates. And so those were specifically made for solar con, but it's mm-hmm. on the site and it says solar con 2022. And those awesome. designs are there. Shirts, sweaters, okay. hoodies. Um, All right. No, I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. TheGratitudeMindset.com. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. 
be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Until next time.